Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome aboard to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman with you here. Kenny Loggins is working today. Didn't work last week. Box score had to intervene. So we thank Kenny Loggins for uh, Chip Shots' song title. Looks like we're going to get some rain outside, but it's been hot and dry pretty much uh, for all the golfers this past weekend and hoping that you got out there and got to play some golf. I certainly did and then enjoyed it, even though it was very hot. Got a good show set up for you today. Of course, the local golf news is going to uh, it's going to be part of our first part of our show, as it normally is. And then in the second half, Boxcore and I will be uh, interviewing the Gulf States, or the rather the Sunbelt Conference Coach of the Year. So you want to stay tuned for that. First of all, let's thank our sponsors before we move along too far. Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. We want to thank Mr. Lee Tatford, not only for sponsoring chip shots, but uh, high school sports. Football is coming up for the high school kids, and uh, we look forward to that. It's, uh, it's a fun time of the year for us here at Kane Radio and, of course, uh, for our local community with high school football in the area. Thank Lee Tatford and the Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette for that. also want to thank GolfBalls.com, located right there on Arnold Boulevard in the shopping center in Lafayette. Get everything you need in golf right there in their showroom. And you can even hit golf balls with their uh, demonstrator golf clubs into their simulator and try out the new and latest equipment from all the top companies, GolfBalls.com. Of course, our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. Let's start out with Bellevue. Coming up this weekend, Saturday, the 22nd of July, it's going to be their 13th annual Bellevue blowout. So uh, 22 times, it's quite a, quite a feat there. Hope the weather holds out for uh, Ty Burdett and the crew over there at Bellevue. Then down at the Chaffalaya, they're still promoting their Thursday Twilight Scrambles. Nine holes, 5.30 shotgun start. Your entry fee includes golf, prize money, and a hamburger supper right after play. For their pass holders, it's only $25. For the public, $40. To enter, call 985-395-4653. Of course, 4653 spells out golf. And down at Eagle Ridge in Cade, one week left, or about one week, I think it is, on their promotion. Um, so by the 1st of August, I'm sure their promotion will be uh, over and done with. But uh, take advantage of it. It's only $49 a year. You have to pay for three years in advance. With tax and everything, it comes to $177 for three years of unlimited golf. I don't think anywhere in the world you can beat that price. And uh, a lot of people have been taking advantage of it, uh, so they're very busy, and uh, good things are happening at Eagle Ridge, so go join the party there. At Cane Row, they have a bunch of specials going on. Veterans Day is Wednesday. Active or retired veterans, only $25 plus tax. Their senior rate is Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, $35 plus tax. And then their twilight rate after 3 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, 
$30. On the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, $35 plus tax. But if you want to be a member, you get a lot of perks. First off, you get 20% off of their soft goods in their pro shop, and they're well stocked, as I'll allude to in a bit. 10% off of their hard goods. In fact, they have in their pro shop now a whole slew of uh, like GPS monitoring devices where you can check your yardage and stuff. In fact, they have one GPS range finder that gives you the yardage vocally, and then it also plays music. Wild stuff happening on the uh, on the scene at, at Cane Row with uh, with this new and latest of equipment. Of course, their membership is one forty two a month, and the big thing for me is if you're a member, you get to book your tea time one week in advance, and that's been a big blessing for those who like that special tea time and want to play around a golf uh, at a certain time. You can do that one week in advance, whereas public can only do it one day in advance. They also charge your handicap according to the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. And then finally, they, uh, they waive your MGA, Men's Golf Association, dues for the club there. And they're also licensed, as we always say, to uh, sell Raging Cajun merchandise. So uh, I know they're going to have a bunch of stuff coming, football season coming up, particularly soft goods. But uh, if you have a loved one who's a Raging Cajun fan and going to football games, and want to be decked out, go see the crew over at Cane Row and uh, see what they have to offer you in that realm. I noticed they changed out their bridges over at Cane Row. Three or four of their bridges were uh, 30-something years old, <laughs> going on 40 years old. And uh, they're now steel bridges across their uh, canals that traverse through the golf course. So uh, that's a big deal there. And uh, they also just got through airifying their greens with their small tines, so uh, they ought to heal up real quick. That's been about a week ago that they've done that. Now we're going to move down to Sugar Oaks. They had the uh, Kadiana Pro-Am, and I'll get to that at the end of our little chat about Sugar Oaks. But uh, they have specials as well. Nine or 18 holes, Monday or Tuesday. They're one of the only courses open on Monday in our area. Uh, I know Cane Rose closed and uh, Eagle Ridge as well. So if you are a Monday golfer, like a barber, takes off on Mondays, go check out Sugar Oaks, only $22. Then the special I really like is their all-day $31 special on Wednesday. Play as many holes as you want for only $31. And, of course, Wednesday is the day they have their Twilight Scramble, so you can piggyback with that as well. In fact, their Wednesday Twilight Scramble was held, and uh, it was won by Paul Olivier and Keith Domingue. They were minus two and actually tied Eric Lachelet and Glenn Dupuy, but they won on a scorecard playoff. Then on Sunday, July 16th, they had their shootout, the Men's Golf Association. And the front back in 18 was won by Paul Olivier and Eric Lachelet. So they won it all. 24 points on the front, 29 on the back, 53 total up for the 18. Winning the uh, cash paying skins, P.J. Judis with three, Eric Lachelet two, Paul Olivier, Kevin Ledford, and Glenn Dupuy each winning one. 
Then the Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks. When I say stems out of, that means it has most of its members are also members of Sugar Oaks. And thanks to Boyd Booty for getting me this information. We'll announce again last week's results. Played at Tamaka Trails. Tim Hoffpower was plus 10, went in the first flight. Don Duck DeRees, plus 10, went in the second flight. And then this past week, they played at Links on the Bayou, and Boyd was raving about how nice the golf course was, what great shape it was in, and what a good time they had. Winning the first flight was Mitch Thibodeau at plus 9. Billy Abair won the second flight at plus 10. And uh, they all had a good time, and, of course, the course was in good shape, and that made it even more special. Then the next tournament is going to be August the 5th at National Golf Course at Wet Lakes. Wet Lake in Westlake, right by Sulphur and Lake Charles over in that area. And I said uh, Sugar Oats hosted the uh, Acadiana Pro-Am um, 139 players, and that's a record for Sugar Oaks. And as Doug, the tournament director, alluded to, they've uh, had over 100 players in every one of our events this year. Thanks to Doug's uh, expertise in his tournament directing, but also thanks to uh, the fact that we went to three days, sometimes two days per week where you can play. And he gives uh, those people an opportunity to play if poor weather's ensuing, so uh, they might not want to play on that day or if they have a day off. On a certain day, they can do that. So winning first place was Kevin Arsenault, a uh, golf shop worker over at Kane Row. He teamed up with Jimmy Rogers, Paul Walters, and Don DeCluitt, former tournament director of the Kadiana Pro-Am. They were plus 15, winning $150 right there at golfballs.com. And thanks to them for uh, being our sponsor for our merchandise for the Kadiana Pro-Am. Winning second place, uh, was Ricky Delcom, Willie Boyd, Melvin Oob, and Lloyd Joe Floyd. Plus 14, winning $100. Third place, Dean Dashe, Jay Frederick, Lyle Hargrave, and Neil Swallow. Plus 13, winning $60 each. One shot apart from each of those top three teams. On the low individual side, Kevin Arsenal, plus 7. Roy Boudreau, plus 8. Kevin Letford, plus 8. And Paul Ladeser, plus 7, winning Low individual honors, they get $30 each. Our next program is going to be intriguing because it's going to be at a new location. It's not a new golf course. St. Mary's in Plaquemine, a nine-hole course that uh, teams up and brother-sisters with uh, Bellevue in nine-hole tournaments and stuff, but we'll be trying their action out next month in August. And finally, the... Uh, <clears throat> Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. Thanks a bunch to Lawson Ruley, the president of that association. They have 56 members in that association. It's $25 per year. Includes a crawfish ball in the spring and a Christmas party in December. And uh, they have two tournaments a month. The second Tuesday of the month is their out-of-town tournament. It was played at the island in Plaquemine. First place went to Marin Rodrigue, then Mel Patin, Glenn Bertrand, and Woody Lemaire. Okay, that July tournament coming up, or rather their August tournament coming up, going to be at Tamaka Trails, Paragon Casino. Nice deal there. All right, so uh, the fourth Tuesday of the month was played at Lafayette Muni, their home course. And uh, they went with the format of individual points. Jay Frederick, plus seven. 
Roland Delahousie plus six, Greg Gotro plus five, and Steve Newman plus four. And Boxcar's in the house now, so let me welcome him. Hi there. Hello, Ted. You, you look short today. Short? Yeah, kind of <laughs> hunched down. Well, I'm not, you haven't shrunk, huh? No, I don't think so. Um, uh, other than trying to shrink from the weather on the other side of town, amazing what how things can be so spotty. Because I literally <laughs> spent an hour with hail, lightning, and rain just wow. about two hours, uh, <coughs> about two miles from here, and um, you know it looks like it hadn't rained here. Yeah, I heard it rumbling, but uh, we didn't get any rain for sure. Let's hope it it holds off till 6 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, finishing up with the local news on the junior golf scene, the 66th annual Louisiana State Junior Golf Tournament was held at Beaver Creek in Zachary. Of course, my grandson Drew participated and played really well. Winning the tournament, though, was Cale Fontenot, and he did something no one's ever done before. He three-peated. It's the third straight year he wins the tournament. Kale is a 14th-ranked player in the United States of America, and that's pretty impressive right there. And he's headed to Georgia Tech in a couple of weeks to play golf for the Yellow Jackets. Shot score of 63, 72, 65, 16 under par, which is the second lowest score in the 66 years I've had this golf tournament uh, ever. So uh, congratulations to Kale, and good luck to him as he... Uh, goes east to play college golf. Finishing second and still an impressive minus 13 was Noah McWilliams. He's headed to LSU in a few weeks. He was runner-up to Kale for the second straight year. And uh, funny things happened. He shot a final round 64 and wouldn't give up. Kale had to birdie 16 and 17 to secure his victory, and, or rather to ice it. So... Um, Kind of reminiscent of what somebody did at the Scottish Open this yeah, past weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Kale Traub uh, from the class of 2024, which is next year's class, finished third at 11 under. Then Lawson East from the class of 2023 finished minus, nine, minus 10. And then class of 2025, Drew Sliman finished nine under four. And that's, he was the lowest finish for his class of 2025. So that's pretty nice for him. Is that his best uh, tournament relative to par uh, ever? Oh, yeah, no question. Right. Yeah, you know, he's, he shot four under for, uh, I think, uh, 36 holes over at Contraband, but uh, nothing like that. And that was for three rounds. And uh, he played well. You know, I'm sure he's uh, back home working on a few things he needs to tweak and uh, continue to, to get better at. And so his next tournament, he got an invitation to qualify for the, <coughs> excuse me, American Junior Golf Association's Arnold Palmer event at Bay Hill in Orlando, Florida. He and his papa will be leaving this Friday. And then uh, his next event to close out the summer will be the Louisiana Junior Golf Tours U-Club tournament in Baton Rouge at the LSU Golf Course. And that'll be August 1st and 2nd. So they're driving to Bay Hill? No, no, they're flying. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, that, that boy has been, been all over the place this, you know. This I mean, uh, junior golf has changed so much. You know, I talked to, uh, to Victor Huckabee and Jim Prezier along with yourself. Of, you know, I was, was uh, keeping in, in the loop of how Drew was doing through the course of the tournament. And, uh, you know, Victor's played competitively throughout the state as well as Jim as juniors, you know. We never saw scores like this before. I mean, it's just unbelievable the scores these kids are shooting. And, and, and it takes a lot, a lot of time and money and effort 
to, to get to this point. It's not just technology. These kids have to spend a lot of money no, where I mean, their that, parents do. Anyway. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the main thing, you know, and that, to me, that's the only, um, boy, it's hard to say obstacle, but you know, if you, it's, it's really, there's not a whole lot of people that can afford to do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. uh, so to grow the game, um, I don't know, man. It seems like some of that stuff's kind of faded out, the first T program and some of these other things that we're trying to get, you know, more of the underprivileged youth involved in the game and whatnot. Um, we still kind of see with the drive chip it and uh, put uh, at, at Augusta National, you kind of see some dark horses. But, yeah, it's kind of like travel baseball with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you end up spending a fortune. I mean, just, just imagine a hotel room just for a few nights right. at one of these places, you know, not to mention the I'm, – I'm not sure what the entry fees and all are, but, you know. They in the hundreds, you know, 125, I mean, 160. So airfare, you know, all that stuff. I mean, that's – that's not cheap. No, it ain't cheap. So, and then you out, go out and eat every night, you know. I mean, that well, too sure. is expensive. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean uh, – it is what it is. But, no, uh, I mean, you know. and look, now, if it pays off in the form of a college scholarship, that money was well spent because you know how expensive, you know, college is these days. So No question. Um, so hopefully that, that'll be the case for Drew for sure and, and uh, some of these other fine young players. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of just taken aback by the thought of what they're shooting. I mean, I, I seriously kept thinking about this. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's some web.com tour players that couldn't shoot – 16 under in three rounds, you know, uh, from those tees. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know. No, it's, it's not a real long course. It's kind of like Cane Row, you know, probably 6,800 yards. But still in all, this boy, Kale Fontenot, he's the real deal. He, he can launch it. And uh, he was hitting it 20, 30 yards past Drew consistently. And every par five was a par four for him. He had every one and two with an iron and two-putted them for birdies. So, you know, he reduced par to 68. So, yeah. you know, I mean – it, it, it's it's a blessing to be able to hit it that far and straight. Well, know? yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good combination. Yeah. Uh, Golf Digest, Boxcar, put out the best courses in each state. And, of course, I perused and looked at Louisiana. Yeah. I, I can't believe uh, the top five. You, yeah. You're going you're gonna to you're gonna guess a lot of them. Get, just guess which courses you think would be in the top five in the state of Louisiana. Uh, well, I mean, no, I know you haven't played them all. No, but, I, know. I know it's going to be on there and it shouldn't be, but TPC. Yeah, TPC is, is on and, there. And it's not in the top five. It's not, well, anyway. Um, I would say they probably have Squire Creek on there. Squire Creek was number one. That kind of shocked me, but. Yeah, it, it's, it's been number one before in the state. Yeah. Um, maybe New Orleans Country Club. Well, Metairie, you're good there. Metairie, I'll okay. give you that. I'll give you a pair because uh, they're both the same. They like twins. <laughs> the Golden Nugget one. Maybe. Yeah. Now, how did you guess that? That's amazing. Because, I would have never guessed. Well, that. the casino courses get too much uh, accolades. You know? <laughs> and I, I, I see. I, that's the one that blew my no, mind. I've never, I've never been there. I haven't. I've um, been there, but never played but it. I think sometimes they put too much stock into courses that have hosted uh, events and they hosted the web.com oh, okay. event. Now, of course, so did La Triomphe, you know, but I mean, they did. So that's four. Uh, so I'm missing one. What part of the state? Uh, the state capital. Oh, Baton Rouge Country Club. No, golly. No? The easiest one you missed. Oh, oh uh, Country Club of Louisiana. Yeah, right. Okay. That's I, Jack, I, that's Jack Nicholas. No, that's what I meant, you know. Yeah. But I think Black Bear should have been on there. Um, I don't know. I just... 
I just was shocked at the one you you knew right off. Yeah, Golden no. Golden Nugget. Uh, yeah, no. It, it, you say it, it's political then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, one of these casinos, Slips Golf Digest. You know, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand to put their name. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's because I, I went with Drew to play in Shreveport. I watched him play uh, at. Uh, Southern Trace, and I thought that was a top-notch golf course as well. Well, Southern Trace, I've heard it kind of went through some rough spells. It, it used to host, again, the web.com. Uh, well, back in the day, it was probably Nike Tour back then. Mm-hmm. But they used to do the Louisiana Open here. Then the next week, they'd go to Southern Trace, which made a lot of, for, for, a lot of sense. For, oh, yeah. Yeah, so it hosted a pro event for a number of years. But then I'd heard it kind of had got out. But to, to me, the, the, the travesty in, the, in all that is um, – Oh, boy, I hate when I draw these senior moments. But at one time, <laughs> no, it's probably not even open anymore. But the, <laughs> the one that Palmer designed um, in um, – Yeah, yeah, in, Na- in St. Francis. Francis. Yeah, San Francisville. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Bluffs. The Bluffs. That was a, that was a good golf course. You no know? question. Um, you know, it just didn't get enough just, play. Yeah. All but, right. Well, let's take a no, break. No, I'm just saying, you yeah. know, but, you know, hey, it, it is what it is. All right, we'll take a break. On the other side, we hope to get in touch with the uh, Coach of the Year in the Sunbelt Conference. Stay tuned for that. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Tesh Matters, 10 to 1, on New Iberia's home for the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075. Yeah, this uh, this boy was snickety. I'll tell you Last what. week, Kenny was playing on Channel 2. Now he's on Channel 1. Well, he's not TV, he's, boss. He's getting more famous now. <laughs> he's moving up. And he sounds good. He's in stereo, nice and crisp. So, yeah. 
Well, our new board and our new, our new system, it's not a new board, but our new system is really working well. Yeah, All right, sounds, so sounds good. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit before we get our call from our coach of the year. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the golf you were alluding to uh, in Scotland. Scottish Open, yes. Um, yeah, man, I tell you what, you talk about a dramatic finish. Um, what's, the, what's a shame is that CBS did not see fit to televise it live. Uh, and that's always anticlimactic because, you know, everybody's in this world of iPhones. You, you know who won, you know. And I have a hard time watching something when I kind of know the end result, you know. Um, yeah. I, I still do, but, I mean, still, it's kind of anticlimactic. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, they moved up the tee times because of impending bad weather. And so it, it obviously was over with before their scheduled uh, uh, network uh, time. But, um you know, this had to be kind of bittersweet for the fans over there because in, in any event. Oh, any, was it ever. Yeah, any event Rory McIlroy goes to, he you know, especially in Europe, I mean, and especially in Scotland, you know, or in, in that area, he's going to be a fan favorite, you know, and, and, and 99.9999% of the time, they're going to be rooting for him like crazy. But, you know, of all people that wanted to crash the party, it was a Scott, you know, Robert McIntyre, who shot a, you know, a really nice uh, final round and, uh, and, and, and posted a number that looked like it was going to be enough to win. Um, and, and McElroy, you know, was, uh, he was in the clubhouse already, and McElroy still has 17 and 18 left, which is not – you know exactly really easy holes easy you know? holes <laughs> yeah no seven no, no, I, said, I, said, I, said, no I said not yeah, easy no holes. no very difficult holes. And yeah then the wind was blowing from what i understand yeah 17 was playing uh wind was really blowing yeah 17 was playing 0.23 over par for the day and 18 was playing 0.68 over par so <laughs> almost unbelievable almost a par five you know yeah. so the chances um so that this data thing concluded that McElroy had a 4% chance to win as he approached the 17th tee and only a half of a percent chance to win in, in regulation. So they, they said, okay, he might birdie one of the last two. That's a 4% chance. Okay. So one in in 25, um, but to actually make birdie birdie was one in 200. And, um, uh, I don't know, man. He did that's, it. That's got to be one of Rory's best finishes ever. Cause we he said that was the best shot with that two iron from 200 yards that he's ever hit in his life. Yeah, into the wind, 200 yards, and he just he he knocks it. He cut. In, uh, oh, there's our yeah, boy. There's our caller, which uh, if you haven't guessed by now, of yeah. course, you know, the Sunbelt Coach Conference uh, Coach of the Year. Hello, you're on the air with Chip Shots. Hey, Pops. Hey, Boxcar. How are y'all doing? Well, <laughs> hi, Coach of the Year. How are you? I'm going to call you. Is it, is it Coach? It, 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 nope, it's just, it's nope, just nope. CEO. No, it's not. Your nickname now, Coach of the Year. So your acronym is C-O-T-Y. Coy. Cody. Hey, Cody. <laughs> y'all stop it. <laughs> well, no, congratulations anyway. Abs- absolutely. I mean, couldn't be happier for you, buddy. Well, I greatly, greatly appreciate it, and it is uh, very humble to, to, to receive that award, but it's a group effort. It uh, wouldn't happen without the support from the donors and the team practicing and playing hard, so uh, they get every piece of it, too. So uh, let's talk about your players. First of all, let's talk about Milan. Uh, he was freshman of the year, right? Yes, 
Milan was freshman of the year. Yep. Give us a little background on him and uh, his performance this year, and uh, where is he from, and, and, and all that and good stuff. First team selection, also, you know. Yes, he he he, he nipped. Uh, he, he got nipped out on on freshman of the year in the Sun Belt Conference, and I, I I'm a little biased, but uh, <laughs> no, I thought he was him. Him and another player, and, and the other player happened to beat him at the conference championship and win the conference championship. So he rightfully deserves it. But uh, going into the conference championship, it was neck and neck with uh, Milan and and that young man from South Alabama. But yeah, Milan's a great a great player, a great young man. He, he comes from South Africa. Um, he's a very strong strong young man. Hits it. I mean, his he calls it his second serve, which is. In, in our in the American language of your fairway finder, hmm. uh, he carries his fairway finder about two ninety five in the year, and uh, it's it's quite impressive to watch him on a on a wide open golf course really go after it. But uh, just really tickled pink with with him, um, kind of got him through a friend some years ago that that lives in South Africa, and that's how that relationship started and. Yeah, he came in, and I mean, if you look at his accolades on RagingCajuns dot com, he he he's pretty high up there with some um, records and most rounds under par, and you know, counting rounds only only missed two rounds, that didn't count as a freshman, which is, you know, that's what a lot of people don't understand that you know the young man played really really well as a freshman, but you got to understand the team struggled all year all, all spring. And he, we relied on him. And so, how, how hard is that to do at, at any level, from freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, when your team's struggling and you know that your your, your, your score is always counting, and you know that the success of the team, a lot of it, it is on you as the number one player. That's not easy to do. So that that to me is more impressive than than him becoming freshman of the year to do it. To do it in the fashion he did it, it'd be really a lot easier for a freshman to ride the coattails of of some juniors and seniors that are, you know, having under par scoring averages. Where he he was the opposite; he was leading them. But uh, yeah, anxious to get him back over here in August and and seeing how he can back up that freshman campaign. I mean, you you look at the the, the numbers that just pop out at you. You know, uh, first in scoring average, par four scoring average, eagles, birdies. I mean, you know. Uh, low round of five under 67 of the Canapinale uh, Collegiate Classic. And, and Theo, would you say that that, that tournament in, in, in Hawaii was kind of a maybe a turning point for the team, a confidence booster? Well, you know, Boxcar, I think, it, I think that was a, the, the, the tournament in Hawaii, to be honest, I think was the direct opposite. And we, if you look at our fall, you know, we played Squire Creek, so-so, then we go to Birmingham and we're leading the tournament going into the final round and they 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 lose the lead but they learn from it. You know, there's no substitute for being in the final group and learning. And then we come back and, and we have some decent showings. Uh, go to Tempest and once again we're right in the lead again going into the final round and we wind up uh, losing Tempest and then so we go to Hawaii and we finish fourth out of twenty teams and beat you know, a couple top 25 SEC schools. And I, we had a team meeting immediately when we got back because it was the end of the fall, and I, and I was just brutally honest with the boys, and I said, here's the deal, guys. My, my number one fear is that 
this tournament comes back to haunt us and that you guys don't put in the effort over the winter and that you think that this is like, you know, it was a great tournament, fourth place finish, no doubt. We, we love it, but we, we got to stay hungry. And I think, I, I think Hawaii kind of did the opposite to us. It, it, they kind of felt like they arrived uh-huh. and they got their teeth kicked in <laughs> the rest of the spring. Pretty good. And up until up until the the, the conference championship, but uh, so not not to, not to be negative, Nancy or, or, or devil's advocate, but I, I think Hawaii was great in the fact that it taught them that they could really compete at a high level. But I think the way they handled it was was not the most the best way to handle it. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that the same is to be true that, that with this conference championship that we we don't see the same thing that. And I think the boys are all working pretty hard this summer, and I, and I think this is certainly a year to build on. So talking about uh, Hawaii and that that record finish, um, let's talk about your other player who shot a uh, raging Cajun record sixty three in that final round in Kauai. And of course, I'm talking about Eli Artigo. Go through his pedigree there and tell us uh, what do you expect from him this coming season. Yeah, well, kind of the direct opposite of Milan. <laughs> Milan's from. 8,000, 10,000 miles away. Eli's from about two miles away. <laughs> and just a gem of a young man. Uh, just the absolute, his heart is huge. He, he, lo- he, he, he loves everything about the Raging Cajuns. He wants to win. Um, you know, he's a competitor. Um, I think everybody can work a little bit harder and more efficiently, and, and that goes from top to bottom of the lineup. But, uh, he, he's not scared to uh, to change things, and he's and he's not he's not hesitant to seek advice, which I think is is a tremendous uh, you know character piece in him. You know, you see a lot of times these young young players can kind of know it all, and either know it all or or are not willing to change because they're comfortable. Uh, Eli doesn't mind getting uncomfortable, and uh, that's why he he continues to. To learn and apply and grow. And, and Theo, just kind of talking about, uh, obviously, this this was a great, you know, great season. I, I mean, just kind of some, a lot of history um, will be uh, written in the record books. Uh, but going forward, I mean, um, the, yeah, again, a young team. Um, you know, what, what do you think is the, is the expectations for, for next year? And, 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 and tell us a little bit about maybe some players you have coming in who can possibly be contributors? Well, I, I'll give you a little sneak peek to the first team meeting there, Boxcar, coming up in August, and talking about expectations and, and, and talking about the team. Uh, for the last 15 years, you know, we've had a, a, a team handbook, and that handbook's pretty detailed and goes into detail. And uh, speak, Speaking over the summer with Coach Andy Sheets, our, our assistant, you know, that has been tremendous with us the last two years and played on multiple teams from LSU National Championship baseball teams to, you know, the Mariners playing in the World Series and then he finished off his career in Japan. So he, he knows what team is all about. And he kind of brought to me, says, he said, Theo, you think you think some of this stuff that, that, that aggravates you, you might just want to eliminate and, and simplify things, and I'm like, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. So expectations to get to you. We're not going to have a team handbook. Uh, the expectations are going to be pretty given to them very simple. Um, they're going to be three things. 
Number one, negativity does not exist. There's no room in anything we do to have any form of negativity. Number two is going to be when you show up on countable athletic time at the golf course, at the gym, at a fundraiser, at community service, whatever it is, you need to be 110% fully invested in the task at hand. And then our third is going to be whatever you choose to do, you better have a good reason that that choice is here to help you become a better athlete. Meaning if you want to eat a donut on Saturday morning, you better have a reason that that donut is going to make you a better golfer. If you choose to sleep in, you better have a reason sleeping in is going to make you a better golfer. You know, whatever, every choice that these boys make in the fall semester needs to be, how is this helping my golf game? And that's going to be simple, those three things. Uh, we're not going to have, we're not going to go into detail about, you know, show up early, you're not going to have anything about, you know, these rules, these rules, these rules. It, that will all fall into place if they commit to those three pieces of our program. So the expectations kind of set to them is, you know, for this season, y'all are going to be the reigning conference championship team. But come conference, what's going to happen? And I truly believe if, if they buy into the no negativity to show up with 110% effort in everything that we do as a team, and then number three, every choice they make, they're going to make some bad choices. We know that. We all do. But if it's in their mind, maybe they make two less bad choices or three less bad choices that helps helps them get closer to their goals. I think if they do that, I think we can have a very successful season. And um, to your question about who's coming in, we have a large class. We have four, four freshmen, which is the most freshmen we've ever had. Uh, and the reason on that was kind of late in the late in the season, we had an opportunity to uh, to bring in another freshman, a fourth player, and he 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 just so happens to be the number fourth ranked South African. Um, so he's connected with Milan, and and to be number four in any country, any state, any 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 poll is pretty darn good. So uh, like like what we have with him coming in, and what it's going to do is. It's going to open us up to not recruit the class of 2024 that potentially, out of the four freshmen, probably two of them could remain freshmen for the following year. And that would be our class of 2024. And that has me jumping into really looking at the class of 2025 pretty hard, which is nice to be a little bit early on that. So who who are the players we, we talking about that's coming back uh, other than Eli and uh, Milan? Yeah, so returning we'll have uh, Jake Marler and Matt Weber. We'll have Burke Alford, Eli, Milan. We have uh, Dylan Keating, who we saw transfer in this past season and didn't didn't really help us much. But I I kind of figured that would happen. He he needed a he needed a reset and a recharge, you know and. You don't go. You don't go play for Mike Small at Illinois if you're not. If you're not. Uh, if you don't have something in the tank, and, and he has something in the tank, it just. Uh, it, it was hard for him to transfer, and, and the adjustment period kind of held him back a little bit. So he went. He went back home, and, and I really have high expectations of him. 
I, I truly do. Uh, if he can come in and if he, he can hit his driver straight, um, we could see some of Milan's records and Eli's records getting broken. But then, uh, so that's the returners. And then we have uh, the four freshmen. We have two from Louisiana, Adam Trahan and Ross Anderson, and then a young man from Texas, Dylan Barnard, and then Matt, lastly, the, the young man, Matthew Lotz from South Africa. Good deal. So I'll tell you what, with, with, with all these South African influences, I can see uh, Gary Player being hired as the strength and conditioning coach, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's pretty neat. Uh, Gary Player helped Milan out, and uh, I'll have to share it with you next time I see you, but Mr. Player left me a voicemail, and uh, it was a pretty – I think I shared it with Dad, but uh, no, man, and I've shared with – me and Mr. Player have had a couple of emails back and forth, and – Every time he emails, he tells you how many sit-ups and how many push-ups and, and how many uh, how many uh, how many uh, crunches he did that morning. I, 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 I'm, I'm being serious. Every email he sends, at the end of it, he says, "I did this many sit-ups and this many push-ups uh, before wow. 6 a.m." So, uh, so, so all black uniforms next year, right? <laughs> What's that? I said all black uniforms next year, right? In yeah. honor of players. <laughs> there you go. Ditto, I have, I have one final question for you uh, from my end. But, uh, and we're going to go back to the conference championship. You know, uh, golf's an individual sport, and a lot of people think that, well, the coach doesn't have that much to do with, uh, you know, the, the, the players. They, they're going to hit the ball. They're going to make their swings. They're going to make their own decisions. But you made a decision uh, going into the uh, final match play uh, event of the Sunbelt Conference against Georgia State. And uh, in that room with their coach, uh, you lined up your players. Tell us a little bit about the strategy you used that, because I think that boosted your team to uh, to that championship. No, no doubt that we, if if we don't, you know, golf it is match play, so uh, so fickle, and and you know, the chance of the draw, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But when we're going into that final match, we had to we had to feed our players, and, and I was sitting there with Coach Andy. And he was asking me, what are we going to do? And I, I said, Andy, I said, we, only chance we have, you know, we have to send a, send, a couple, send a couple lambs to slaughter. And the reason on that is that, that you had Ben Carr, who just played in the Masters two weeks before, <laughs> and you had, you had his teammate, Mason Williams, who was top 150 in the, in the world. I mean, that's two fifth-year studs that – you can pretty much guarantee they're the number one and two player in the conference. They're probably going to have a good chance of beating anybody they play. So my thought was, let's send our weaker players up against them, and and, and have hopefully have it fall where our, our better players can play the other three guys. And so I had his roster, I mean his lineup on my phone in between my lap, and it was Coach Carter's first choice to pick or defer. And so he chose to pick, and he picked his his fifth man that he had just the way he did the, the in the morning. And so I put Milan up against him, and then I countered with Charlie because Charlie's kind of our middleman, right? So I, I kind of wanted to get a feel if he was really studying who I was picking or not. Because if I throw Eli out there, well, then I think I kind of show my bluff. Right. And so I, I sent Charlie out. And he just countered with his four and his three guy without even hesitation. And so I said, oh, well, that, I know what this is looking like. He's going to go. 
he's going five four three two one. So I immediately counter with Eli and Jake, and you know, kind of crossing my fingers that he was, you know, that they, that they would fall the way they would fall. And sure enough, he came with his two and one guy, and then we put put Matt Weber there. Nothing, nothing against but Matt. I mean, but Matt helped us tremendously to get to get to match play. You know, they all did. Every player helped and, and counted and shot a score to help us. But sure. I just, you look at these accolades that Milan and Eli got from sport, the sports writers. I mean, we can't hide from it that they're the two best players on the team and stroke averages are stroke averages. And, you know, Jake and Matt had our two highest stroke averages out of those five guys. So we put our highest stroke averages against their better stroke averages and it it worked out. It worked out pretty good. Kind of, Kind of similar to what you see baseball pl- coaches do when they're hosting a regional with their Friday night starters, and they'll 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 front load it to, to get ahead. So it's uh, similar similar there. So maybe maybe a little Coach Rove was in in Coach Lyman. <laughs> there you go. Good for you. Well, look, Theo. Uh, I know uh, we were kind of running out of time, but. Um, Again, congratulations on all the accolades, and, 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 you know, kudos to you for deferring it to your team. I, 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 I think that's awesome. Uh, but, man, look, after what you've put in for those 15 years, you deserve some credit too. So, uh, so, so enjoy, enjoy it. Um, I, I hope the uh, award ceremony is, is, is real nice. And I'd love to have you back on the show because I, I had so many questions. I really want to find out about – how the games or the, the coaching has changed over the years since you've been there and the NIL and all that other, all the good stuff. But we'll save that for another day. But I do before well, one you day I'll come in. Hopefully I yeah. can get in before school starts. Get into the studio. Come and in spend and, the hour and, with and you we'll know. go eat some pizza after, man. Hey, that'd be um, a good would, idea. We'll go to Paradise right right down the road. Um, I would love that. But uh, before you leave, you have to give us uh, your pick for the Open Championship. Who? <laughs> I haven't really been following much professional golf. I've been consumed in the junior golf for the last month and a half. But, you know, seeing Rory do what he did and seeing what Scotty Scheffler's doing, what he's doing, it'd be hard to vote against any of those two. But uh, from a, not from a sleeper standpoint by no means, but one that I think um, is, over, is due as well is Tommy Fleetwood. So that would be my three pick. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Three good. I tell you what was eerily was eerie about this is in 2014 when it was last held at uh, Royal Liverpool, Rory won and Fowler was runner up, and I kind of think they're the two favorites again. I mean, we're talking about nine years later, you know, and uh, Ricky's playing some of the best golf of his career, so I'm kind of pulling for him to to, to kind of all right. Well, let's break put through. let's put let's let's all pick three picks and write them down, Dad. Okay. Look, the, the losers. The losers buy the winners a beer. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So you got those three. I'm going with uh, John. No, no. We, we'll, we, we'll, but no, we'll go around around the three. Oh, right. Oh, okay. One we're, we're, at a time. We're, so we're drafted. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, but you already duped the other coach into picking his, <laughs> putting his best players out there. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> All right. You go, you go first there, Box Car. No, no. You're, you're the guest. You go first. Go ahead. I'll take Rory McIlroy. All right. Okay, I'm going to be. Okay, well, then I have to go Scotty Scheffler, even though I want Ricky, but I'll go Scotty. All right, go Scotty. Then I'll take Tommy Fleetwood. Okay, I'll go with Ricky. No, 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 Ricky. <laughs> I'll take John Rom. Hmm. So I'm getting my third. Hmm. 
Who was the second? Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Oh yeah. I went. I went Rory and Fleetwood. So I guess I'll take Tony Fina. Okay. Ted. I'm going with Xander. Uh, Shane Lowry. Okay, that's it. Yes. <clears throat> hey, when we do pizza, you got to bring uh, my grandson with you. That would make it a foursome. So uh, we need we need to talk to him a little bit too because we've been talking about Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And uh, you know. Yeah, how, how well he's done in, in the golf scene lately. And, of course, you're headed up to Orlando this weekend for another big tournament. And good luck with all of that. And uh, we appreciate you coming on board. Box score? Appreciate y'all having me. No, <laughs> just uh, bring me back a ball marker from Bay Hill. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I'll take a tee. <laughs> but you got, we got to get in first. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. All, all right. right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much, man. Yep. Y'all have right. a good evening. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, nice to go in box car. That was a pretty nice interview. Yeah, man. Theo, I tell you what, Ted, I, you know, I, and I know you're, you're too humble, uh, you know, also. But, I mean, <coughs> you know, the first thing he did was defer the credit to his team. And, and um, uh, I, I tell you what, you've raised a great son there. And, and, uh, I, I, you know, and I, I appreciate that. And, I, and I'm going to say he's passing that on to his golf team. And I'm going to tell you a little incident. Uh, Drew and I went play a practice round at Beaver Creek uh, yeah. the week before the tournament, okay? Right. And uh, he knew that Eli and a couple other players and, and, and family were playing a practice round for their U.S. Open qualifying. And so, you know, I can't see very well. So Drew and I drive up. We get in the cart. We drive up to the putting green, and Drew gets out the cart and goes talk to these guys. And I, I'm not going to mention their names, but uh, the one person that came off the putting green to greet me, stop, he stopped putting, came to greet me, hi, Mr. Teddy, was Eli. Mm. And I haven't told that to Theodore yet, because I hadn't had the right. But that, that just touched me like, I get it. I get what Theodore's doing with these players, trying right. to teach them how to be nice human beings yeah. you know, in, in, in life. Yeah. And, and that meant more to me than the scores Eli shot. Yeah, because you know, at, at the end, I mean, as, as good as these guys are, you got to realize that the chances that any of them are re- will, you know, really, uh, say, be, you know, make it on the tour or do whatever in golf, it, it's still an uphill battle, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're teaching them these life lessons, and it, it's a lot more important, in my opinion, than necessarily what their accomplishments are on the golf course, you know. And and uh, that's it. I mean, the 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 the, the family values, the the. The schoolwork that needs to be put in, but you know, besides that, um, it's all part of the the big picture. And and uh, I mean, look, I mean, he's done a great job. And again, I, I just uh, couldn't be prouder, couldn't be happier for the Slyman family. And 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 you know, we we I know we can't really talk about, but I'll, hopefully he'll. He has a scholarship set aside for the 2025 class. You oh, know. he does. <laughs> no question about that. It, 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 the, the problem is, does Drew want to really go play for his dad? And so, uh, yeah, you know, that's a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, you Drew, know. Drew's ranked either first or second in the class of 2025 in the state of Louisiana. So, yeah. already he's he's on the top of the list. So, getting yeah. back to Rory and, and winning the Scottish Open, the guy beat Robert McIntyre. Now, a lot of people don't know this, and you you probably do or don't. I don't know. Of course, he's from Scotland, 26 years old, but he played collegiate golf at Magnese State. 
Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't either. Actually. I think Drew or, or one of the one of the Slimans told me that. I'll be darned. Left-hander, yeah. Man, I can imagine that, right? Ma- right there at Magnese right State. Right there at Magnese. <laughs> and, and wasn't it cool what Rory did after, to, to you know, because like you said, everybody was pulling for, for Robert. <laughs> not, sure. Not, not well, Rory, but well, they would have been if it wouldn't have been in Scotland. Well, absolutely, yeah. I no, mean, he went up to him and said, I'm sorry, you know, like, yeah. I, I truly mean it. And you Rory's know? that kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm surprised he didn't yank the putt on purpose, you know, but <laughs> just, you know. Um, he might have, and it went in. He went in. <laughs> yeah. went going so hard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, just a, a re- really a storybook finish, and I, I I do think he'll ride that momentum. He's playing too well. I'm gaining to, more and more respect for Rory McIlroy as each week passes, I tell you. It's just, oh, he's, he, he's a class act. You know? I, and you know what, Teddy? There's so many of them at, at, at right now on the PGA Tour at the top that are class acts. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, we, we, you know, we did our picks, but look, you, you don't get a better guy than Ricky Fowler. No, I mean, I Scotty Scheffler is a little quiet, but he's still a, a really good guy. You know, uh, Tony Finau, who, who uh, Theo picked, <laughs> right. salt of the earth. I mean, guy. You know, uh, you don't have. We, we, we're not seeing as many of the prima donnas. You know, and the the guy the. You know, like a, a Tyrell Hatton who flipped off fans, you know. Yeah. Now, he's not on – you know, he's in England. But, but still, you know, we, we don't have that many guys like that anymore on tour. And I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. You know? I think it is. So, uh, with that, we'll shut it down, you know. Sounds good to me. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, next week, tune in again. And uh, Boxcore and I will be talking about the British Open. Love that tournament, right? Boxcore, don't you watching it in the morning? Yeah, but don't call it the British Open. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologize. See you all next week. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Field and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice cold Coca Cola and the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca Cola. Taste the feeling. The golfballs.com retail center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, golfballs.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at golfballs.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. (laughs) 